it's just like, is this really what we want? Do we want college football to be the NFC and the AFC? Because it feels like that's what's going to happen. What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 268 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller. And in this episode, the three of us discuss the whirlwind of changes that have taken place in college football since our last episode last month. Yes, Texas and Oklahoma have officially been invited to join the SEC. It's set to take place in 2025, but we'll see if that date stays the same. It seems like pretty good odds that this move could happen even sooner. So we give our thoughts on that seismic change. Also, we discuss a little bit more on the NIL with college athletes and share a general feeling about Coach Smart and the leaders of this year's Georgia Bulldogs football team. Towards the end of the show, we have some fun with uniform talk. Yes, it's back. (laughs) And a way too early bowl projection segment. And then there's a drawing. Oh, yes, can't forget that. A drawing and a winner is announced for the giveaway of the print of Notre Dame warming up in Sanford Stadium. So congrats to the winner. Also, one more note. Due to high demand, I'm producing a limited edition 11 by 14 photo of that print. Notre Dame visit Sanford. I've kind of titled it that. Uh, complete with a certificate of authenticity. So you can pre-order yours today at jawavifilms.com slash shop. All right, less than five weeks until Georgia versus Clemson, and we have a ton of college football to talk about today. Hope you enjoy the episode, and cheers to the kickoff of our seventh podcast season. Season 7, this is the official first episode of Season 7. I actually got it right. I teased it on Twitter this week. Think about it. If we started this podcast this year, it'd be all organized and it would be, you know, Kind of piece together with different series. And would everything. it? I think it would. That's uh, how I would. I, do it. That's kind of the new podcast yeah, model. I now. definitely would not be hosting this on SoundCloud, which is we still host it just because it's easy. Yeah. Where would you host it? Uh, a different one. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of that one. So. Yeah. And, and listen, Simple Cast or something. For what it's worth, I have the uh, the Leeds used to be on SoundCloud, and now it is. It's been transferred over. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not SoundCloud's kind of garbage. But uh, but nevertheless, uh, we are season seven. We are here. <laughs> Uh, it's been it's been crazy, right? We've yeah. gone through. We're on on our second coach, and um, I don't know if you heard, but there was a pandemic still going going in there places. There was a pandemic. Uh, um, we were just discussing. On the, I was discussing with my wife before we came here that like you know our kids are going like Coconian yeah, going, going, going back. They're going back on Wednesday, uh, which I I was never to be honest. Even with Clark, I was never concerned about them going back to virtual. I think that that everybody understands how much of a disaster that was. Uh, but it was just wild to like. I went in my child's school today for the first time since March 5th of 2020. I had a friend of mine who went back in her office for the first time uh, since March 6th of 2020 and showed me her calendar that still had everything right there and the dead plant Hmm. on the windowsill. So uh, there is a definite sense that... You know, we, whatever one's thoughts about Delta and, and where we kind of stand with that, I think it's unquestionable that um, this is the uh, the pattern of normalcy, or at least back in the rhythms of normal things that we were kind of hoping for uh, a little bit. And we're not through everything, and I think there's reason to be. I'm there. Everyone has their own different viewpoint on how concerned or not concerned to be right now, uh, and everyone has their own risk assessment. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm ready for. Uh, uh, I am very excited that we are starting season seven, and uh, we are going to be doing weekly shows. Until the season starts, and then we are going by weekly. We have, we had the, oh yeah, then like we're not going to like preview. We're going to preview like the we're going to skip preview the Clemson Georgia game, uh, preview the UAB game, and then we'll take off until Charleston Southern. 
Yeah, I probably think at, at Charleston Southern ish. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting you brought that up because we had, um, you know, we have a. Uh, we we go camping every year. Wayne and Tiffany, our family, my family goes camping, and we we kind of pre game tailgating, yeah. right, and start talking about tailgating, and then um, it, it I I got so fired up about the possibility of tailgating, I couldn't even discuss particulars, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I I I'm, I am going to the Clemson game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a house uh, down real close to the stadium, so we can walk or stagger or whatever it is I'll be doing. Um, but you know, the interesting part about all of this is um, you're talking about your friend who showed the calendar. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, we literally uh, Sunday afternoon we have a big wall calendar where we put all the family stuff down. I erased February, <laughs> which was February of twenty. <laughs> wow. uh, like the the last thing on the calendar was on. Um, Either a perfectly polished thing, or maybe oh, maybe it was the Miss Legend or whatever they call the the scholarship beauty contest that they do at um, Oconee County High School, which my oldest did last year. Um, and I have six hundred law students coming back in the building yeah. in a couple of weeks. I had employers on campus this week. We have early start. With about 75 first year law students. Next week, I'll have 200 first year law students and another, you know, 30 or 40 international attorneys coming in for the LLMs at the University of Georgia. And um, I, I do not say this lightly, uh, and I know we have a long way to go to defeat COVID, whatever that looks like. But, uh, Will, you, you put it very interestingly because you were talking about talking to Alexa. It's like, look at you. You're going to record a podcast. Our yeah. kids are going to school tomorrow, and we're going to have a football game, and we're going to go to football games. And it um, it still feels a little surreal. It does. Right? It does. After, after last year, after— After all of it, all whatever— of it. Like, listen, everybody went through it yeah, in one no, way yeah, or another. Yeah. And, Listen again. Everyone has their own views of where we are in this, but for me, I, the, the, even if even even your most alarmist person, which is not me, by the way, even your most alarmist person could not make any sort of argument that things are not better <laughs> to to any stretch of the imagination. And so to see that, like you know, I'm taking my kids to school tomorrow, and the after school program is back. Yeah. So like I will, I can drop them off at seven twenty in the morning and forget they exist until five thirty, uh, which hmm. uh, which, which is will, better than your. Child trying to run the school because he wants to go. Because he wants to go to school, which is, of course, what happened last <laughs> September, as I wrote about in my newsletter this week. So, yeah, it feels uh, – it is exciting for me that we are we are in the month where there is the first college football game. Not right. George's first college right. football game. Oh, that's yeah, Nebraska-Illinois. Are you, are you thinking of going to the are you I going am the officially going to the game. You are going, okay. Uh, shout out to Kent Brown and to Josh Whitman who set me up for uh, – Good. For, I'm, in the, I'm in the fancy club. I get to oh, set the, the 77 club. club. The Colonies yeah. Club. Colonies, the Colonies okay. Club. So um, will, uh, our friend Paul, uh, he's like, or, how interested would you be coming to that game? I was like, ah, Will's going. I might. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So, but, uh, well, if, I will not be in the Colonies. If Paul's going, please, I would love to I would love to say hi, whether you're going or not. But, yeah, so it's exciting. It's it's happening, and I can't wait myself, and we'll get into this so we kind of get a little closer, and I think particularly when we get before the UAB game, um, I find myself getting kind of surprisingly emotional about this stuff, and I think it's key to hang on to that emotion uh, because uh, while we, uh, and I think many fans are getting emotional about sport, uh, college football and getting back to normalcy, uh, the sport itself is not operating out of emotion right now. It is operating out of cold, capitalist mm-hmm. fervor, uh, to say the very least. <laughs> 
I think that's called a segue. That is a segue. Uh, that is a segue. Unless I'm missing it, is there, am I like, like segue us out too far? Or we are weekly now. Like we are back weekly. This show, I know it's been weird. I'm so excited because there's been the joke. I think uh, our, our our friend uh, uh, Robert uh, Robert Wolf said that uh, he. Uh, he's like, are you guys ever going to do a podcast again? <laughs> no, now. I did not put him up to asking that question. Yeah, we are back. Like, we are back. This is officially back. We are back on a weekly basis because football is uh, a month away. Well, I don't know if you could tell Will was trying to tease out, um, of course, the stadium's being sold out. I was just teasing out. I don't know if you've heard, and, and, and no spoilers here. If you have not heard this already, I'm sorry I'm ruining something mm. for you. But Oklahoma and Texas have accepted a bid to join the SEC in a couple of years. In, quote, 2025. Right. <laughs> it will obviously quote, be before then. Quote, so, uh, um, yes. From a practical standpoint, that means the games that we had scheduled in Austin and Norman become conference games? Probably not. Probably not going to happen, yeah. right? I, I don't, especially the game in Norman, which would have been 25. I don't, I mean, 24. I don't see how that happens if. Um, if we're going to turn around and have them in the conference the next year and potentially have them scheduled, uh, there are a ton of devils in the detail that details that will be worked out on whether, um, you know, whether it's pods, whether it's, uh, you know, melee, whether it's uh, Alabama and Auburn moved to the East and you put Texas and Oklahoma in the West. Um, those are at this point, that's just details, right? Um, if the last conference expansion was about increasing access to television households, uh, this is purely about increasing the prestige, uh, members of prestige in your conference. And, and, and I think the long-term play is, I mean, it really looks like this is going to be an NFC, AFC situation. Yeah, I think I think that's probably right. I, I mean, I, I mean, I it could be 15 years, but yeah. yeah. But right. I mean, that's clearly what they're working for. You're going to so have the, a Big Ten, and you're going to have an SEC, right. and that's what this is going to be. And, and the big, it could be Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC, SEC, right? Oh, yeah, but, but like in but, those four. Yeah. And maybe, Amer- and maybe some American teams get picked off to yeah. make it all work out. And to me, that's, what I, that's the thing. Like, the idea of Texas and Oklahoma being in the SEC – like it's weird, but like I don't know. It's be fun to like. You don't want to go to Austin for a game? I would love to go to, Nor- to Norman yeah. for a game. Like that sounds on its surface level. The idea of having Texas in Oklahoma in the big in, in in the SEC and having those four pods, I get it. Like I like like sixteen is a more normal number than fourteen. Like I don't. It's not a, a disaster. The problem is, is what it looks like it's going to lead. Where it's to. going to, yeah. And that that is the worrisome thing to me. It, this is again, uh, this is the Super League. I mean, it really is what the, what we everyone just freaked out about, and and we're able to bat down in uh, in soccer. Uh, is that idea where like we're getting all like the problem is not the problem is not that like only like listen Georgia's going to be fine Illinois is going to be fine of course like they're like they're they're all like it's not that and it's not that like oh I'm so worried about Kansas (laughs) or Iowa State it's not that it's just like is this really what we want do we want college football to be the NFC and the AFC because it feels like that's what's going to happen well I mean I think it's been trending that way for. 15 yeah. years, right? No, I mean, this is, is, I'm not going to not watch. No, of course not. Of course not. But this is, this. anybody wants to say that Oklahoma and Texas or the SEC has ruined college football as we knew it 25 years ago. That's not, right. I mean, this is kind of where this has always been going. There's always been a natural tension between, um, there's always been a natural tension between programs that command Frankly, programs that command the multi-million viewers on a Saturday night game, and and programs that don't. There's a reason why Texas Tech 
and a Texas Tech Kansas game, or for that matter, Washington State and Oregon, Missouri Vanderbilt are rarely at eight o'clock on CBS, right, or or whatever the primetime spot is. Um, the The good news for programs like Vanderbilt is that you had the right set of friends in 1932, <laughs> um, and and the same for. Frankly, Illinois, as far as football, I would goes. say Northwestern. Would Northwestern's be probably a better example. Yeah. Like Illinois, at least. Like Illinois is still like a major state school. No, they are. They are, and and they actually bring I would say a lot Purdue to the table. In Northwestern, would probably be the ones that were more right. But they they bring a lot to Illinois. Also brings a lot to the table. And I keep telling people, do not forget about basketball. No matter yeah. what happens with this, everybody's like, well, the Constitution Convention, they're gonna you know they're gonna split up. Let's hold off on that because there is still a billion dollars a year in NCAA money that gets portioned to conferences and teams for the men's NCAA basketball tournament. If you read the report today, it looks like the women's tournament is significantly undervalued, uh, according to the report that came out on, on, on equity issues. So if you throw, even if you just throw those in, that's a lot of money. And let's not kid ourselves. This is about money. Uh, and uh, that's fine. I, I have, if you go back and read some of the things I wrote at George Sports Blog, or if you still have access to um, to Bulldog in Exile, uh, you will know that I posited and probably... 2008 or 9, 10, 11, that the fans are merely extras in a soundstage yeah. and is is increasingly going that way. That's fine. I still show up. I still participate in the Kafabi that uh, the game is about us and the fans. And on one level, it is. But on the other level, um, I think the way we'll let this off is like economic changes are afoot. It has everything to do with... Um, how are we going to maximize revenue? Because that is, uh, whether we like it or not, that's what is driving this. Uh, the interesting part about it to me is what happens with those other eight teams because I... I in the short term. In the short term, but long term too, because it's it's hard. Look, if, if I'm the Pac-12, for example, let's just throw Pac-12. If I'm the Pac-12, well, the biggest complaint they've had is like all their marquee games either be have to be played at midnight on the east coast or like four o'clock in the afternoon local time well you have an open invitation to get into the central time zone now yeah where you can have you can always have a a noon game 11 o'clock local kickoff which is essentially what now almost two-thirds of the sec will be in um and well already half the big tens in right 11 local kickoff where you can showcase whether that be yeah are you going to showcase Oregon beating Kansas eyes in sure we already have that now at the noon game with Alabama playing Vanderbilt or or you know for that matter you know Georgia playing uh, many teams on their schedule um, so I think in the in the longer term though Will's right that this is fading towards a whether it be a Super League and whether it's 64 teams, 48 teams, or some combination between, you know, 64 and 20 or what, uh, 32, um, I, think, I think in 15 years that's that's where we'll be. I mean, it, just, it feels like you're going to have – some schools will fall in the middle. Yeah. But, yeah. like, you're going to have ACC, SEC, some American teams, maybe the more Eastern Big 12 yeah. teams, and then you're going to have the Big 10 and the Pac-12 and then whatever team siphon off of that – and that's what it's going to be. And, you know, to me, it's funny because I really thought when we did our first show, this would we'd be talking about the playoff because that feels like like that's a massive story anyway. And now it feels, you know, they've already talked about, I think, listen, you know, Greg Sankey has been a fascinating central character to all of this. <laughs> and, you know, he was kind of involved in the negotiation for the playoff, but also had this kind of going on on the side. And listen, Greg Sankey is doing 
his He's doing job. his job. He's doing his job. Now, I might not think that is good for the world in a macro sense. Not everyone's job has to always be good for the world in a macro sense, and it's certainly good for the people that pay him. He's not commissioner of college football. Yeah. He's commissioner of the SEC. Exactly, and that is why people have long argued for a commissioner of college football, but this is why there isn't a commissioner of college football, because everyone is uh, uh, everyone is kind of taking care of their own. Well, Faye Giamatti's not walking through that table, yeah, so, uh, I, that, that door. Well, I mean, I, it's interesting to me, though, the people saying, maybe we need to hold off on this 12-game playoff for exactly the programs or exactly the conferences that will benefit the most from a twelve, a twelve team yeah. playoff. If let's let's assume, for example, the Big Twelve can figure out a way to survive without Oklahoma and Texas. I'm not saying they can. I think I think there's options. But even if we go to twelve teams in what's it twenty six, um, and there's still a conference, all they have to they will have a team in the Pac twelve will have a team in right. And I, I understand why. The knee-jerk reaction is to say, whoa, well, this was negotiated in bad faith. That's fine. Um, also, Bob Bowlesby. So how I, – I don't think he got played. <laughs> I really don't. If, if you're not looking forward to 2025 and your two marquee programs in your conference, the, by all – by all accounts, the ones that keep the conference afloat, or at least uh, command the most of the value in the conference television negotiating rights, how you can't look forward at them and try and engage them early on in some sort. You can just think, they're not going anywhere. Why would they go anywhere? Particularly Texas. Particularly Texas. Like, honestly, Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma, like, Oklahoma, if Texas leaves, Oklahoma has to leave. Yeah. But, like, if Texas, like, the, I think there's an argument to be made that Oklahoma, if they were feeling frisky, they're, uh, I would argue Oklahoma's a more logical Big Ten team than they are an SEC team. Like, if they want, like, maybe theoretically speaking, like, and more to the point, Oklahoma is different than Texas. They are still big, they're the yes. obviously second biggest team, but Texas is Texas. Like, yeah. Texas is they're their own thing almost. They yeah. really are. And so, I would, I, I think. Like, Oklahoma doesn't want to be stuck in the Big 12 without Texas. Right. I agree <laughs> Like, with there's that. no reason for Oklahoma to be in that conference without Texas. And they're not going to be an idiot and turn down the SEC. Of course not. <laughs> so, like, if it, but again, it just feels like, does Oklahoma really want to do this? I don't know if they do. I, listen, you know, Seth Emerson, everybody drink, wrote about the idea that, like, the Georgia people really want this. They want the money. Yeah. They want the money. And the money is always, always going to... To yeah. do that, but like at a certain level, Georgia, I think is is fine. Like Georgia is going to be fine no matter what happens. But if I'm, I don't know, if I'm Missouri, Missouri, if yeah, I'm Missouri, I'm concerned. Uh, if I'm Missouri, I'm definitely concerned. Yeah, I mean, it changes the math on yeah. how far you can go as a football program, probably. Yeah. Although there there's an argument to be made that when they were in conference with Oklahoma, the matter of fact, the last the the last uh, the last Big Twelve team prior Missouri uh, Texas A&M coming over. That was a significant challenge to Texas and Oklahoma was actually Missouri, right? Um, I also don't think you want to hear anything from Missouri being like, "What? What? This is J- our conference." Jack Hughes, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, getting back to Bowlesby for a second, though, I don't, I don't think he probably needs to talk to some of his strategists a little bit. I don't, I don't think coming out and boxing ESPN's nose when you're yeah. facing what you're facing is yeah. is the best, um, even if it's strategy. true, even it, if it's true. Especially if it's Especially true. Especially if it's true, right? <laughs> um, and I think I think that was followed up when he said, "You know, we've we decided to de-escalate this." And by we, I'm, I'm sure it was ESPN who called said, yeah. "Seriously, this is what we're going to yeah. do." 
Like, it's just you, how we're going to be. Do you know how many body parts of yours we have in a vice right now? Right, right. <laughs> and how many, you know, it's just, it was, it was poorly thought out. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes things that make you feel good in the moment are not necessarily the best decisions. That's uh, not true. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. He so said as he did another line of gonna, cocaine. It's going to be wild. Um, and to me, I think the, uh, I think a fascinating thing about this too, I think in the short term, because again, long term, we all have senses of how this might go, but in the short term, you know, let's just let's just kind of like yeah. They say twenty twenty five. It's hard to fathom. They're really going to wait to twenty twenty five. Oh yeah, I think that's right. I think it won't be next right. year, but twenty twenty three. I bet it's twenty twenty three. Yeah. Did you, hear, did you yeah. hear the? Uh, I guess it was a Texas state legislature uh, today. It was a TCU grad grill yeah. the yeah. the Texas. Oh uh, man, 80. great theater. It, great was, theater. it was awesome. Yeah, that she slammed him by. Basically recounting their record versus TCU in the past ten meetings, three and <laughs> yeah, seven, three and seven. Yeah. yeah, it's like I guess you'd rather get be by Alabama more. Yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, like, that, 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 like that's that is like the definition of theater. Oh, yeah, like, totally at that. a certain level, like you know, it, it's it just it seems it just like who cares? Like at a certain level, like that's that is well, the people in Lubbock care, which is why she said it. Yeah, of course, of course. But, but like, I, I just kind of feel like if they're going to do it. Why wait till 25? Yeah. I mean, I'm they, hoping they it gets sped yeah. up a little bit. They I mean, I, I'm not a fan of it, of them coming over, and I'll, I'll say that until I stop doing yeah. this podcast. I wish that they would not come over, and I would wish they would take Missouri and uh, <laughs> Texas A&M back and maybe even Arkansas and South Carolina. I don't know. But, um, I think you have South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I think that um, it's probably going to be – Maybe twenty four, twenty three. It wouldn't surprise me uh, to go ahead. Sounds and, right. To go yeah, ahead. And I, I, I don't know when moving. the new uh, CBS contract starts. I mean, the new ESPN. I mean, it's contract like getting starts, divorced but, and still yeah, right? living yeah. together. Yeah. I mean, that's not not going to work. It's out. It's a terrible idea. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, <laughs> that's that's kind of the the, the Bluth the idea. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a terrible idea that's never worked for anyone. So let's but maybe, maybe work for us. <laughs> so what? Um, if you're if you're the remaining Big Twelve teams, who do you who do you talk to first? So you have eight if you're teams. big if you're Big Twelve, yeah. Because yeah. I think the American is already. See, if I'm Bulls, I don't know if I start doing the American thing. No, because the American is very aggressive. And listen, there's good programs. Like Houston is an obvious fit. H- yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm Houston, Houston and maybe Cincinnati, but like but you have borderline group of five teams in the Big Twelve right now, and yeah, so it would almost the bring them down. That's the problem. Well, I mean, I think you you look at Houston and SMU because yeah, of the yeah, footprint, yeah. right? Um, but that gets you past the number of teams. Kate Mays' dad can count too, <laughs> but that's neither that. here nor there. Um, so but I got a whole season of them, guys. And um but yeah if 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 West Virginia stays in that conference and oh, I'm not right. that's, that's yeah. a big if, but if West Virginia stays in that conference, I think you have to go over after Cincinnati. You have to go yeah. after a team right, right. that geographically is closer to them. But if I'm West Virginia, I'm calling the ACC right yeah, now. I, yeah. Just I mean, me. Wouldn't the ACC make their move now? Maybe uh, the AC. The problem with the ACC is they've signed a contract through twenty thirty five. And if I'm ESPN, I'm like, no, nah, yeah, you got a team. Fine with me. Yeah, fine. fine. Add you a get team. the same money though. Yeah, you get the same money. Um, I, I think. I think I, I read somewhere that um, the the West Virginia's lobbyists should be in Chicago and Greensboro and should should camp out there until yeah, this until is resolved, yeah. right? Yeah. Because who knows? They they I they crazy. Look, look. Two weeks ago. If someone had said, listen, this going to sound crazy, but in two weeks, Oklahoma and Texas will be officially invited to the SEC. I'm like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Right? So 
is there a world where two months from now, West Virginia is uh, team 15 and Notre Dame's team 16? True. Or Kansas is ten, team 16? Iowa State is team 16? I mean, it's weird, too, because like when we're thinking about this, we're thinking of like geography, but like who cares about geography not anymore? anymore? Obviously, right. Big yeah. 12 doesn't because yeah. they had West Virginia. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Big 10 has Rutgers in it. Right. <laughs> I mean, for well, crying out loud. Yeah, the, the, natural, so, yeah. the natural Midwestern state of New Jersey. Yeah, of course. That's the thing. People are like, wow, I mean, Kansas is a logical fit because of geography. Like, who cares if it's a fit because of geography? I mean, Iowa State is a more natural fit, yeah. right? I mean, Iowa State, I mean, again, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to have to make some decision at some point. Yeah, that's and that's, another, and that's yeah. an interesting thing about yeah. your thought. It's like, does Notre Dame, I mean, does what it does help Notre them do? the fact that they played in the ACC, quote-unquote, last year? I don't know what that does. I mean, here's the thing. There's there, Until there's an incentive for Notre Dame, the, the, yeah. everything you need to know about what Notre Dame thinks about their place in the marketplace is told by the fact that they did not fight kicking and screaming about not getting a bye ever in the college football playoff because they feel comfortable enough that a 12-1 or 11-2 Notre Dame is going to be in the top 12. And they have their own TV deal with in, in, in NBC. And that's another thing about this is like, if Notre Dame joins the ACC, let's assume they join the ACC. Um, what does that do? I mean, that's the most logical thing for them to do with the ACC with their with their deal right now is because it allows it allows ACC to go to NBC and say, okay, we recognize that you have always. What if we always guarantee you in Notre Dame home games, but you be a part of the ACC package and you do other you put. You put baseball and you know third tier basketball games on NBSN, NBCSN or whatever. I mean that that or Peacock or Peacock, whatever. Right, right. right. I mean they have look. They literally how many hours are in a week? I can't do that math. They have literally 11. so many hours, eleven hours of uh, <laughs> of. I mean they have little, unlimited amount of streaming yeah. to to fill on NBC, right? So Notre Dame, the power Notre Dame has is that they almost literally can be a Texas in a player. In a conference, I don't think the Big Ten is going to go for that, right? I don't, I, I don't see the Big Ten going like, you know what? We're going to let Notre Dame do their own thing just to get the them in the conference. ABC would do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, ACC would do that. I think they would. I think they would, if for no other reason, because they're locked into a contract now for with ESPN through the ACC network through 2035. Well, I mean, there's going to be a seismic shift in all this before then. Is there a world where the SEC is the only behemoth for the next 10 years where they have 16 and the other teams stay at 12? I mean, I think the SEC and the Big Ten are the behemoths. Yeah, I think like, that's right. Yeah, I think that like... Because that's yeah. where the money is. Yeah. yeah. And so I think they're the behemoths. And then the question is, this is why the Pac-12 is so interesting because they're so... Like, obviously, it's UCLA and USC. Like, these are huge, huge things. But financially, they're so weak right now. Right. And they're... And, and because... and Okay, not financially, they're so weak. Television-wise, they're so weak, yeah. which is to say financially they're so weak. And I think this is maybe a good way to get into the larger issue on this, which is things are changing in our sports at an unprecedented rate. The idea that NIL and the playoff are now like, oh, yeah, those are also happening mm-hmm. is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm, sure, I'm sure you guys have friends like this. I've had a few friends that have talked about the idea that I, I don't agree with this, but there are people out there, and I think particularly people in our in our college town area who have fallen in love with college sports for and have, this has been a kind of an organizing guiding principle of their lives for a long time. Who just nil is driving them crazy. <laughs> like there are people that don't like the nil stuff. They think it's they 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 there's something like the idea of 
these ki- these guys getting paid, or this is uh, we, th- there's no loyalty, or this the tradition of stuff. It's the purity's a, it's gone. There. It's out there. And on one hand, I think that's silly. On the other hand, here I am also saying. Yeah, but I don't like that all this conference realignment is taking mm-hmm. away what I really mm-hmm. like about college sports. Like, this is the deal, man. I, yeah, I think, and I like, think those listen, are two sides of a different coin, same coin. Yeah, yeah. and like, and listen, my man, my man, Brett Kavanaugh. Like, when, like <laughs> I like totally, like, jive, but like, honestly, like, I thought his dissent, his not his dissent, but his, his, his concurrence. Uh, concurrence was great and agreed with every word of it. But like, okay, like, this is basically college sports saying, okay, fine, we're a business. We are going to act like a business because they don't know what's coming down the line for like what's going to have to like what like if you're Greg Sankey and you don't know like wait so is a lawsuit going to come and change our entire financial structure? I need to get my cash now, and that's, I need to like lock myself into this position because I think that cannot be eliminated from the context of this conversation. Is the idea that like if I'm Greg Sankey, like whatever your thoughts about he's just supporting the SEC or whatever he's doing, like. There is, in independent of Texas and Oklahoma, there is massive, massive, massive change coming to college sports. Yes. If you're Greg Sankey or you're Georgia's president you're or, you're big, or, you're, or you're Kevin Warren or, who, or whatever you're doing, your job right now is like whatever tidal wave is coming, whatever tidal wave that my man, Brett Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. uh, put into place. Um, or set or allow, or invited to be allowed to put into place. When that tidal wave comes, you need to be protected and you need to have every single dollar that you can. And I would argue, like this is why Greg Sakey is smarter than the NCAA. This is why, like this, this is why that that dumb lawsuit. Like the NCAA is like playing. What's the whole idea? They're playing checkers, and the SEC is playing chess. And I think that's clearly what's going on here. Is they are girding for whatever is coming. And NIL, I think, ultimately is going to seem kind of like it's a big deal now because it's new and it's weird. But like NIL is, it's going to be a modest piece of the pie. It's just the start. Yeah, like it's just the start. And so if you're a college program. You need to maximize your revenue moving forward in every possible way because something's coming and it's going to be big. Yo, there's only two ways to maximize profit, and that's increase revenue and, and minimize expenses. Well, the method of minimizing expenses is going away yeah. soon. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's all, it, yeah. I mean, look, everybody's like, well, the, you know, blah, 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 and the uh, paying players. Well, the players are actually out, they're actually out earning money on their own. On the thing they have, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it were me, Tony Waller, a junior at the University of Georgia in Ag Economics, I wouldn't be able to earn that money. I'm, I'm able to earn that money. But it's, it's, this is also not a vacuum. It's not like, like Todd Gurley didn't show up at the University of Georgia and suddenly be an incredible athlete. Right, he showed the University of Georgia because he, was he had a marketable skill, and that marketable skill was was running a football very fast and over people. And it's crazy to think that Keith Marshall was the five star. And Todd oh, you're going to bring that. You're going to bring that up, right? Four star. Yeah, yeah that's. I still, that's, I still can't. That, that. That I think that was the dumbest take I ever had. Is that uh, Todd Gurley would red redshirt? I actually, I actually <laughs> wrote that and, and published it. No, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That that I don't know the ball. Yeah, but but yeah, um, that's. I mean, like. Huge stuff's coming. Yeah. Huge stuff's coming. Yeah. They're girding for the fight. Like, that's what's going on. That's I, what's happening. And look, look, I'm 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 53 years old, right? And in my lifetime, um, 
you know, the world's largest, world's largest outdoor cocktail party has gone from being played in a 75-seat uh, erector set stadium to an NFL stadium. Um, with pools. With pools. Uh, <laughs> but, only, but only for the Gator Bowl. Um, and, you know, Georgia-Auburn has gone from uh, certainly a, a, hate, a team that you hate to, hate to lose to to this thing that's like, eh, look at that, Georgia's won, what, 12 of 15 or something? 12 of 15, yeah. Right? Um, and, I think actually 13 of 16 now. And in in the you know the forty years or so I've been cognizant of, of Georgia football or, or forty or forty three or four, um, you know, we've gone from every game kicking off at noon or one o'clock to games literally kicking off from noon till t- nine. We've gone from thirty happening every day of the week. Every day of the week, right? <laughs> right. Everything. Yeah. So I mean, there there have always. I mean, the most consistent in college football has changed. Yeah. And um, and this is a big one. This is a huge this one, is a big right? One. And does it potentially threaten the regional nature of the sport? Does it potentially threaten the thing that "quote unquote" we all love about the sport? Sure, but I think the one thing that um, that we love about the sport that won't change is the the icons on the helmet and or the logos on the helmet and yeah uh, don't change the helmets and <laughs> <laughs> setting Scott up guys <laughs> um, you know the logos on the helmet and uh, it will always be it will always be fun to me to beat a conference rival and and Scott I hear you when you're like I, I don't I'm I'm all for sending South Carolina Arkansas Missouri and Texas A&M back to their other conferences. Uh, and, and South Carolina is uh, a, a, a case, not a conference at all, except for that one, <laughs> that one ACC title they won. Um, and but they were in the Metro Conference for a while. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, and for only for basket, for only for basketball. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, on one hand, I hear you. On the other hand, um, I, I still, I still love the SEC and hate all the teams end up at Georgia. You know, if if it helps make my season tickets. Where we don't have, you know, Chattanooga coming in and Charleston Southern, I'm all for it. And I think that is an under and that's an underrated part because obviously so our home schedule is trash this year. Obviously, TV revenue and that's, that's partly happenstance. That's yeah. partly the way well, it's fallen. But obviously, TV revenue is an important part of this. But selling tickets and putting butts in seats is a part of this, right? Because and that's why I think that whether it's eight games and 24 or or whatever. We'll eventually have nine game nine game conference schedules. Um, ten I, game would be nice. Well, I like that last year, ten, ten games. Ten games is you're asking for a lot, but but keep in There's mind also the idea like we're season ticket holders. Yeah, also, but like yeah. a lot of people like to have that game to take. They like to have a Charleston Southern three year old. Yeah, yeah, they like to have a Charleston yeah. Southern. Game. You can still have that. Yeah, right, one. right, you can have one. But that's right. But you you also have to think about what you do, and and this is. By no means do I think these programs are doing it altruistically, although I think some do look at it this way, is that is it it's an interesting way to trickle down money to Charleston Southerns, right? Uh, to 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 keep conference schedules such that they can play they can play paycheck games. Um, because Charleston Southern is gonna fund half their 
athletic yeah. department on the I didn't look at the contract, but I think it's like nine hundred thousand dollars, right? They they will literally fund half their athletic budget on this one football game. And hey, if they have to start paying some of their athletes, they're going to need every dime they're they can need get too. Every dime they can get. <laughs> so like that's the thing. Everything is changing so much. Yep. And so like that, I think that is the context of this that has to be remembered. Is again when we scheduled this podcast. I just thought we were going to be talking about NIL and then talking about my man, Brett Kavanaugh, and, uh, and all the stuff that was coming. And, and I thought we talked about the playoff. And now it's just like, oh, well, the, the, they are now subplots in the – just as Texas, Oklahoma, really, is subplots in the larger story of this sport is changing. This college athletics is changing dramatically. We live in a college town. Uh, well, I live in a college town. Um, and, <laughs> so I'm just being a dick. Uh, but, uh, Congratulations. But, uh, you succeeded. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Uh, sorry, just kidding. I just, I'm always quoting my friend Tim Kelly because it drives him crazy when businesses in Watkinsville will say classic city whatever yeah yeah that, that. that doesn't bother me i've been here for eight years i don't get to say yeah. that stuff at all i'm just yeah. kidding um but uh the point is is that like um we all live in this area we all live we all live in a college town this is a big part of our lives yeah and it's we are the ones that are even like i'm carrying a lot less history than you guys are but like shoot man like literally the first thing that I did when I moved to this new town where I knew no one was, oh, obviously we're going to go watch the big football game. <laughs> like, this is a central organizing principle of all of our lives. Yeah. Uh, and whether you like football, whether you like, I have my next door neighbor doesn't care about football at all, but she knows what's going on. She knows when the games, games are. She yeah. knows when the games are. She knows what's going on. And this is all of our lives. And so we're uh-huh. invested in that history and that stability. And things are going to be changing soon. So I think we need to kind of strap in and be prepared for it. It'll be all right. Uh, lots of things in American life are changing really fast. And why should college football be any different? I think I agree with that. I mean, a lot of ways, you know, we are uh, getting back to the, the point I made originally about uh, all of us as fans are extras on the soundstage. It's, it's more along the lines of uh, the Illinois football thing. Alan's caress. It's like yeah. a Mongo merely pawn and game of life. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, it is. It's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But Scott, you're not wrong that adding two more teams to the SEC allows for us to have the potential for uh, more interesting matchups. Because look, we I, look. I'm, I am all here for Tennessee being a disaster forever. Mm-hmm. I am all here for Reverend Brian Harson being the coach at, at Auburn <laughs> every other year. Um, Gosh, that's great. And that is such a great. Like I, right, still, yeah, I, I can't get that always, photo. Yeah. Out. Oh, no, yeah, that was, he will be it's, Reverend Brian Harson as long as so he is good. there. Um, so good. So I and I and I am uh, frankly I am all all here for South Carolina being a disaster. I, I wish I wish Florida would follow suit. Um, so as long as the teams in the East and Auburn are um, are are shit shows, I am fine. I am fine with us having crappy games. Now I wish it were better. I wish it were better. Do well, not get it, me wrong. It is getting better because Dan Mullen can't stay off social media. Uh, speaking of Dan Mullen, we have to talk for a second about his dancing yeah. and how Ted Lasso did it better. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know if you've seen. Please do not go look it up. Uh, Dan Mullen did a. Um, uh, it was TikTok. a TikTok. It was yeah. TikTok right? He did. I couldn't remember TikTok or Instagram video. Um, he did a TikTok for I don't remember the song. Um, 
Look, I everybody uh, saw it. It had like two and a half million views when I look, saw it. Look, if you go look up uh, old white dude on Wikipedia, my picture's there. Um, Dan Mullen out old white dude to me about a bunch. It was not great. I mean, there is having fun with your players. There is having fun and, being silly you the, and yes. having those moments. And there is and there was a moment where like, oh, I have no dignity as a human being right now. <laughs> so I, I yeah. And we'll and we'll get to we'll get to uh, the SEC preview in a little bit, but two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. So I don't want, I don't want to get it over my skis here, but I think it is um, it is telling that every time every time Dan every time every time a Georgia fan posts something about uh, Dan Mullen or Florida football or whatever. Uh, there is a whole lot of well, it's been nine thousand four hundred forty-four days since nineteen eighty, or oh, Kyle Trask still in your head, huh? Like, I'm sorry, Florida fans, y'all are two thousand eight Georgia. You just are. That's the way it is, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that for two weeks. Probably not, but uh, I think we should throw that out there. Also, do not go look at that video. You will not yeah. unsee what you saw. Yeah, it's cringeworthy. Yeah. Very cringeworthy. It was nice to see uh, uh, Kirby uh, Kirby Smart uh, continuing the Mark Rick tradition of jumping. Oh, in. that was uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I am not. That. I am not on board with that. Um, oh come on! I just I loved. It. I used to love uh, it when Rick did that. Yeah, I always thought it was like so fun when he did. I, it. Obviously, it's a different context with Rick doing it than it is with Kirby. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's but, probably that's probably where I've arrived. Um, I I, um, I used to think it was awesome too, and then we had a lot of seasons. Well, where Mark Rick did a like a backflip. Rick flip was like his, it was his whole deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, I mean, yeah, Kirby just, yeah. Yeah, he just jumped, in and jumped in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, did you see the? Um, was it Brenny was with uh, Will Muschamp? Do you I see didn't that see picture? That. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was Brenny. Um, so I am. Um, Still not ready to give Will Muschamp his, his diploma back, but uh, <laughs> give me the number one S and P Plus uh, defense in the nation, Will, and uh, and and a lot will be forgiven. <laughs> and uh, and it is fine because like uh, we we got plenty of time to uh, talk Georgia season. Bill Connolly came out with his SEC East preview today. Uh, we I recommend you all read it. But uh, if you are a Georgia fan wanting to feel optimistic about the season this year. I very much recommend you read it because it is very optimistic. Is it, is it uh, as Tony would say, is it borderline erotic? It's borderline erotic. I'm sorry, you're, you're covering my coach now. That's, that's, a that's my guy. That's a br- that's my guy. That's now. Bert. That's Bert. I, I cribbed that from him. That is the official. <laughs> that is the official slogan of the University of Illinois right now. <laughs> borderline uh, is, uh, is Well, there is erotic. nothing like champagne in yeah. November. Oscar I got to be honest. Oscar uh, Wilde. Yeah. You know, I saw uh, Illinois pop up as a. Team to watch in the Big Ten on a on a website today. A they reputable are website. definitely a team you should watch. The thing about we don't, we don't forget the rabbit hole, obviously, but no, we'll about, do a minute. Yeah, the thing about Illinois is they actually lead that they had they lead the country in super seniors. Mm. That's the thing about Illinois, which is a kind of a fascinating thing for a team that has a new coach. That's actually kind of remarkable if you take yeah. a step back from it. That like ordinarily when the team gets a new coach, yeah, it's like people everybody leaves. And so the so, I the idea that Illinois got a new coach and actually has more super seniors than any other team in the country, or any mm-hmm. team in the Power Five, I think, mm-hmm. uh, is actually I would argue kind of impressive. So, so a, qu- a very brief Illinois minute because I have I have talked with a couple of people about this. What happened at the end of the Lovey time? I don't think it was so much that anything specifically happened. I think that. Uh, was it like an incident or no? I'm just curious. I'm just curious. 
I mean, I haven't called Josh because yeah, we're not, we're not tight like that. The but. major thing that happened with Lovey was is the thing that Bert immediately corrected, which was uh, Lovey Smith's. Let's not forget Lovey Smith's last recruiting class at the University of Illinois had no players from Illinois high schools. Okay, zero. Zilch, nada. Now, Illinois is it's not Georgia. It's not it's Florida. It's not 15. Texas. Oh, it's no question. But that's and why they that's why they heard, hired Belima though. He's from Provincetown, Illinois. And right? he the first thing he did was he called every high school coach in the state, including Matt Toon, Illinois, including Mamawequa, Illinois, my mom's hometown. They're they're Central A and M now. But they Monty Monticello local. Sages. Yeah, they're like literally every single one, and said, well, "You got I that that's we're done with that now." You're, I'm your guy. I'm your Huckleberry, and uh, and it has been a huge, huge thing. It I is, like the Tombstone callback, yes. by the way. And it's been, it really has been like maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. But like Illinois, listen, whatever your thoughts about Illinois, like they've never been able to own their state, and they have Chicago and they have St. Louis. Yeah. Like those are like two huge. Those are like good recruiting hotbeds for a lot of players that have all been going to Wisconsin, have all been going to Iowa, have all the great ones have been going to Michigan and Notre Dame. They're always going to go to Michigan and Notre Dame. But, but or they Ohio have State. to be that way. Yeah. But then maybe you can pick off one or two, but you can't have the next level guys all going to Iowa and all going to Wisconsin and all going to Northwestern. You can't have that. And so that's what he's trying to do. And so Lo- Lovey was, I mean, he was what he was. He was an NFL coach. That wanted to be an uh, NFL coach, and we all know that does not work in college football. And so the uh, the Bielema, the 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 upside for Bielema is if he's that, mm-hmm. and he is a guy that like lost the Arkansas job, but wants to get back up to the pinnacle and has learned lessons. But the only thing that worries me is there are uh, every time every story I read about him is about like I took these two or three years off. Uh, away from college and maybe understand how to win in college football and how to do it. And I, I understood the mistakes I've made before and how to get it right. They all sound exactly like the same th- things that Tom Crean said mm. uh, when he came to Georgia basketball. He was like, "Oh, I made I lost Indiana. Uh, it didn't work, but maybe I took two years off to like figure out what I was going to do and what I try to get back together." And uh, we don't have to talk about Georgia basketball today, but Crean is uh, uh, there. There are parallels there. I, I, but here, here's here's the difference is. Um, and, and I say this by no disrespect to talking to about his wife Joni. Uh, she's a lovely person, right? We've had a chance to meet her before. But um, Bert's a hard six in Cincinnati, and met a nine at the blackjack table in Las Vegas, and convinced her to marry him. <laughs> That's true. Pretty good salesmanship. Yeah, I'm just laying that out there yeah. as yeah. a as a statement of fact. And, and listen, and I will confess that yeah, Tom uh, Tom Crean has a uh, he's got more going on in that department than Bert. I think we can all agree. Oh Let's yeah, all no, talk he's about a Tom dude. Crean. I have to say, Tom Crean is now uh, uh, I, the one thing that's happened uh, over the summer. Tom Crean now runs by my house. Oh, cool! You every day I'm on his running route. Yeah. Every day he runs by my house. Every day I've waved him several times from our front porch. So that. Uh, so he's yeah, in shape. Bert ain't running by anybody. Bert ain't running. I mean, he's running through the parking lot of the buffet on the east side. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, which so, I respect. Yeah. So the point is, yes, the having Bert in uh, in the Big Ten and the Illinois coach this year, I think, will be a point of uh, amusement throughout throughout this year. I can't wait. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, you know, we we will do a big national preview next week, right? Yeah, We're doing yeah. a national preview next week. Um, just to tease a little bit. I mean, I think there are. Um, there are probably going to be some surprises this year. You brought up the Super Seniors. Uh, if you have not paid attention, 
They should have raised free pass. Yeah. Uh, you have the opportunity to come back as a senior Does Georgia next have year. any? Is it Devontae uh, Wyatt? Uh, I think. Yeah, Wyatt probably is. Uh, we don't. Georgia have much. If you look at Bo Conley's returning production stats, Georgia's in the bottom ten, yeah. as is Alabama. Mm-hmm. As, uh, as well, is I mean, Clemson. Like, the, the thing about super seniors is if you like, you would only come back if you're not, if you're not drafted. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, right. Wyatt, back, I think yeah. Wyatt is the only yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. starter. Yeah. But like super seniors are great for Illinois. Mm-hmm. They would be very bad for Georgia. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it, it would it would have indicated a well a problem. It, right. it, well, it depends on who you listen to. Yeah. Like Georgia, Georgia's season last year was a disaster because we lost two, yeah. we lost to two teams, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and everyone's like, "Well, we, you lost to eight and four team." Actually, we yeah. lost to uh, at the time a six and zero team yeah. who fell apart because of coaching. And, um, and shoes. oh no, I got whisper coaching and shoes, but in shoes, oh my god, Marco Wilson's <laughs> always invited my tailgate. Um, so. But, tailgates, uh, those are happening this year. They're happening. We can't wait. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know, tailgates are happening. I'd like to repeat one last time before we, move, we transition to the next thing, uh, just to to, pre- to be as a preview for what we've got coming up. Like, let's not forget that, like, if you were to make the platonic ideal of how, after a full season where you could have no tailgates and partial fans in the stadium, uh, what would be the ideal first three games and their times for the season? Right. A uh, the first first week is a neutral site game against a fellow top five team. Mm-hmm. Probably Second, a two two versus three. Mm-hmm. Second right. game is three thirty. Power five. Uh, three thirty. Oh, no, no, that's a UAB. Yeah, three thirty. Yeah. Three thirty. Uh, no, no, a uh, group of five. Group, group of five. five. And, uh, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been but, a and also, UAB is probably one of the top ten. They're decent. They're decent. Gr- group, right. uh, group of five teams. And uh, and then the next one is South Carolina seven. Like, that is just like, it's, <laughs> just, oh, it's just a strike set. I, I know, know the home schedule. All the chicken that day. I know the home schedule is not great this year. Wait, so However, like, I haven't tailgated for so a long you're time. Telling me, you're telling me, and I'm, I haven't really looked at the mm. schedule recently, even though it's on my fridge. It's... Back-to-back home games after Clemson. Correct. Oh, yeah. UAB and then South Carolina. 3.30 and 7 o'clock. What's after South Carolina? Not to get ahead of myself too much. I will is tell it, you right now. Yeah, I feel is like it away it's... Is it Is it Missouri or something? It might be Arkansas. Ah, no, they're at home. Uh, no, you're right, you're right. There's be. two Let's in September, two in October, two in November. I know that. At Vanderbilt oh. on the 25th. Right. Uh, and after that, we don't have we. That's, those are the only back back home games. Okay, uh, that's so, fine with me. Yeah, Vanderbilt, yeah. Vanderbilt, which is the ideal time to have them. Exactly, it's the ideal time to have them. Arkansas here, and then at Auburn. Yeah. And um, even if it were opposite, if it were South Carolina and then UAB, it wouldn't be as good. Yeah, the fact that it's UAB no, right. working right. you up to the right. yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Yep. so, so oh, we man. get to yeah. we get to ease into tailgating with a three thirty kickoff and a game that uh, frankly I think that I think that scene is going to be a madhouse. It will because a group of five school even two years ago South Carolina didn't even ring a bell and everybody is going to be just so pent up to just explode it's going to be very hot but I can't wait and and the reason why is that you end up with a whole um, you end up with a whole thing out there because uh, you're going to have to you have to be careful that day it's going to be uh, people are going to be out there be prepared yeah I can't wait I can't wait it's going to be full and and listen I am there is no indication, regardless of anyone's worries about Delta or lack of worries about Delta, that same's going to be full. People are going to be tailgating. Things are going to be bad. Yeah, they could land the small planes that Athens been up. So I've seen them fly over before. So it's, uh, <laughs> um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So what's next, Scott? We got to. Well, I wanted to. Again. I wanted to jump on real quick some of the NIL sponsorships. Mm. Not many. I couldn't find that many. Actually, I didn't want to do that much research. Um, <laughs> been there, but. Uh, but yeah, JT Daniels signed with sportscollectibles.com. 
what they do is they, you know, it's kind of exactly what it sounds. I'm trying to put my reader glasses on because I'm old now. Um, but what it is is, uh, you know, you can get a shirt signed and uh, an image signed and a helmet and everything. So that's cool. What I did do is I went on their website and most of their paraphernalia, you know, runs between fifty and one hundred fifty dollars, depending on who signed it and everything. What I what I want to do is see what oh, the cheapest. Todd Gurley only had that. Yeah, the, what I would, but it's like pro players as well, yeah. not only college. Yeah, but right, right. I wanted to see who the cheapest was. I found uh, a photo for eleven dollars. Uh, from Chris Sims at Texas, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't get that. I, I don't think yeah, I would that, spend that. Chris Sims. Says so that. yeah, he's uh, he's with uh, Everett Sports Marketing. I, think, I guess that's his uh, agent. And uh, is it Chris Everett? Don't know. Don't know. And the other good thing, uh, a nonprofit that I'm very fond of. I've done some work with. Uh, he's JT Daniels is also partnering with ESP. ESP, yeah. great ESP. Uh, great great it's located great right over here in Watkinsville. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Davis. Uh, the nose tackle. Here's a quote. He's quoted as saying he hadn't touched it due to confusion and the law's complexity, which I respect too. You know, kind of taking an ease into it motion instead of just going all in and getting like Cade Mays getting his crystal uh, nil. I, d- I do want. Does he have a his crystal nil? Yeah. yeah. Don't make me like him, please. <laughs> um, so well, I mean, the burgers are smaller, so he's able to hold them. Yeah, it was that is yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I do I do want to bring up something about um, about that. I, I, I saw both JT and Jordan Davis talked about NIL, and they both were like, Davis, like I'm not worried about that. I got football to worry about. Right. JD Daniels said, I got people to handle that. I got football to worry about. Right. And. I, good signs. That's those are good signs, right? I mean, that could be that could be media day's happy talk, but if that is actually the case, that is a fantastic sign. Well, actually, well, I want to mention one more thing about media day. We haven't talked about media day. Uh, I would argue this was the most affable, and uh, as someone that's been kind of gone after. Kirby Smart's views with the media, and sometimes his attitudes. You're on the record on this podcast years ago saying that. Yeah, and he's. I mean, I think he's been unnecessarily hostile. Not because I think the media is owed or deserves anything, but it's it's an unforced error. Well, There's, you know how Moody is. Moody yeah, is, so. <laughs> I mean, it's an unforced error. There's no reason to get. Stu Mandel yeah. angry at you. Not that Stu Mandel is some overwhelmingly powerful person that can destroy you, but the, why Why put yourself, like, why make it harder on yourself? Yeah. And and I thought he was great. Oh, he was, yeah, he, he I is. I thought he was, I re, I'm glad I remembered to say this, because I, I, I really thought he was funny, and so they had the Quavo thing, and, like, he, like, he was just... It's Quavo, but it's fine. It's Quavo Go where I'm it. from. Go with it. Go with it. And um, uh, and but like he was fun. He was fun yeah. and he was relaxed. He has he, an ease about him yeah. that is also heartening. And but I think he has always had it as like a human being. No, I meant this year. But I'm saying he's always had it as a human being, like walking around the world. But he hasn't had it with the media. He has been. Suspicious and weird and unnecessarily confrontational or adversarial to the media. Well, Not again. I I am on his side. The media were terrible people. Maybe like, a, just like I get it. Like there's no like there's no, why would he care? But it's 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 un, there's no upside mm-hmm. to having that adversarial relationship. And I think. I, I I don't know I don't know why this is or what but you have seen I would argue a palpable change in the attitude toward 
national media. Local media, I think he's always been, it's been pretty okay. good for. Yeah. But, like, there's been a palpable change toward that. Because he's a smart guy, and he sees that, like, people are giving him crap about the quarterbacks. He sees the uh, an unfair, but he sees a narrative building and is doing his best to combat that, which is what smart, non-stubborn people do. Well, I mean, there's the whole... There's a whole theory that Mark Fox bought himself two years because he was really he was good, good media. with national media. I mean, do you national realize media the crap particular. that Jim Beheim has gotten away with in his life? Yeah, uh, because because national media loves it. He calls everybody back. He gets a, and like so like and it was he was he was himself uh, with the the media the SD media day. And I know it doesn't matter if he loses three games this year. It doesn't. Nobody cares. Right. But it does feel like that's. This is what you want from a coach, right? You don't want a coach who is like, this is this is what we're doing, and I'm not adjusting, whether it's on the field or off the field. <clears throat> it looks like what a smart person does. Yeah. He says, you know what? I I see this thing brewing in the distance. I need to be smart and combat that. And I thought I thought he did a good job. Yeah, agreed. A couple of other NILs. Um, Clemson quarterback DJ Uegalele. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a I got a price saying that. Yeah, Delta yeah. Airlines. It's pretty respectable. Yeah, well, Delta was a great brand name until about two (laughs) weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Bama quarterback Bryce Young, who's never started a game uh, with Cash App. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's on Cameo, by the way. I'm getting there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. No, no, but uh, Kentucky wide receiver. No, I'm on Cameo. Josh (laughs) Ali. Something called Keen Water. Uh, Oklahoma quarterback Spencer Rattler has his own brand and is on. Eating quinoa water like a little uh, grain, kind of like couscous quinoa. It's like quinoa. No, this is pre- uh, spelled K E E N. Okay. Uh, I think it has electrolytes or something okay. like all those other waters. Uh, can Can anybody guess what Spencer Rattler's uh, cost per message on Cameo is? Sixty nine dollars. Oh, I bet it's more. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a good idea. I'm gonna bet it's too high. I'm gonna say too like. Three hundred or three fifty, one hundred twenty-five bucks. Oh, huh. So we could give him. I would do that. A shout out. He is underrepresenting himself. I think that's a potential Heisman winner this year. He should be charging more than that. And then my favorite, uh, Michigan State kicker Matthew Coughlin. Uh, he's just doing paid tweets, and here's two of his paid tweets. <laughs> he says, "I may be paid to tell you to read extra points by Matt at Matt Brown. Matt Brown. Oh, Matt Brown. Which I recommend everybody do. Yeah, you should. You should read extra points because because just like my extra points, this newsletter does not miss. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then this other one, he says, "This is a paid tweet to tell you to listen to the Locked On Sports podcast." I've never listened to it, but I'm sure it's not terrible. I'm sure it's not terrible. <laughs> wow. That's your money worth right there. That's right. Ah, you know what? That guy, he is, didn't, Isn't there another Georgia podcast that's done something with this? Uh, yeah. Chris Smith was with Dog Stats. Or, uh, is this what we got wrong Dogs last time? Yeah, I, I messed it up bad. I probably messed it up then, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so what, what's the right thing now? Couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but somebody hold did. On, hold somebody on. did something. I'm sorry, guys. Somewhere I got. I've got. You're gonna three have to kids. scroll way back. I got three say, kids in high school. I kind of so. love this. This is us kind of getting our Don Draper on, right? <laughs> like the, the the great moment where he's in the elevator with the kid, and I don't the think kids about like. You at all. Yeah, I don't think about you at all. Like uh, in case you're wondering what we think of our competitors as podcast. 
podcast, I literally don't know any of you. Now that Chapel Bell Curve does like one show a year, that's right. Like it's hard to it like. Used to be fun with them, yeah, but they don't they don't do they, any they're, podcasts they're, anymore. They're not really farting around anymore. I, I for the record, I love their stuff on uh, on on the, on the blog. I love their stat stuff, but they, yeah, as a podcast, they're just kind of. Yeah, I mean, I know it's Chris Smith. Uh, it's either <laughs> it's either dog stats or uh, it doesn't matter. You don't have to look it up. No, it's um, sorry. We live in a in a, a part of the internet that's not. Uh, you must be on the dark web. Well, we were uh, trying uh, to stream the Braves game, but yeah. it just quit working. There's no reason to. to I think it's Braves Dog Sports game. Live. I think it's Dog Sports Live. Um, so I am totally okay with us not. I, I oh, yeah. look. I love those guys. I mean, I listen to them, uh, and it's just I can't remember the name of the podcast. Of course, there are a lot of Georgia. You podcasts can clearly tell to. how much Tony values uh, uh, this podcast. It's definitely Chris Smith. I got the I got the kid right this time. Okay, so okay. keep paying Chris Smith, guys. I'm just saying, don't, like, listen, as a longtime internet dude, like, you don't got to be so thirsty. You don't got to be so thirsty. Just make your stuff. Slide do my your DMs. thing. Slide my DMs. Make fine. your stuff. Do your thing. If it's good, people will find it and like it. And if it's not, yeah, you'll go find another job. It's it's at William F. Leach, if you want to. I mean, we should talk about who we would have sponsor. I mean, I mean, Hot Rod would have been back in the day. Oh, I mean, right. Hot, yeah. he'd have been. We'd have been a bidding war. No, no, no. Hot Rod would die. He'd been us. We're we're Lego guys. Yeah, we're Lego guys. I don't know. I feel like if Chapel Bell Curve were at their peak, he'd have been down with those guys. Yeah. Obviously, Um, Prather Hudson. Yeah. And um, By the way, Prather Hudson is a safety. He is a safety. He's on the depth chart, guys. He's on the depth chart as a safety (laughs) slash linebacker. He's a depth chart guy. He's not a running back. He's he's going to play this year. He's going to play play significant mean minutes. He's technically a super senior, but he doesn't count in the super senior coming back. But, yes, he is. He's going to play significant minutes for Illinois this year as a a defensive back. I don't like that that, that grin that you have when you say that. We are proud to have Columbus Finest, Brookstone's Finest. Brookstone's Finest. As. My uh, wife went to that school. For I know. A so second, my, my, that's where my, they met. I know. My wife went there for eighteen years. So okay. however long it is, thirteen, yeah, thirteen. Whatever. I mean, high school was hard for some people. Yeah, so yeah. Um, their twenty fifth class reunion is this year. You should not say that out loud. They have. Uh, they. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they're doing this. The one. The week of the Ath half. The one week. Yeah, yeah. That's a very busy week in all Athens, Watkinsville type stuff because there's no football game right. at all. Right. So it's the off week, and so because of that, a lot of weddings. Event, a lot of I am definitely weddings. not going to run that week. A lot of weddings. Will not be half, half. Yeah. Class reunions. Lots of stuff happening that weekend. All right. So after um, a brief little timeout, I'm going to do um, something I call bowl games or made up bowl games okay. that I did. Uh, and then we're since we're 30 something days away till kickoff, I think like 32 or something. I went and looked at um, uh, basically numbers that Georgia players have worn and went through 30 through 39 to. Okay. Write some down. But first, what I wanted to do is I wanted to do a drawing. Oh, yeah. Um, yesterday. It's a drawing. <laughs> a drawing. I printed, a, I printed a photo a couple weeks ago, a photo that I'd never published online of the Georgia-Notre Dame game. It's of Notre Dame. I, I love the photo. It's been hanging up in my office, and it's of Notre Dame warming up uh, in Sanford Stadium and you know, kind of thinking back to you know that atmosphere and everything. And I, I printed a, a larger photo. I wanted an 11 by 14, but uh, the printer printed it incorrectly. It's like a weird size 8 by 12, and it just been sitting there because I didn't know what to do with it. And finally, I took a picture of it. I put it on uh, Twitter, and I was like, hey, I'm going to give this away. Just follow me. Follow Waiting Since Society podcast, comment or like 
to have an entry. Lo and behold, the Bulldog Nation, um, as it stands right now, there are 211 likes and about 70 retweets and about 50-something comments on it, which That's thank over 400, you. guys. Yeah, thank you for, for, uh, for your for, engagement. For your engagement that kind of blew me away on it. So um, what I did was I, I uh, my, this was my kid's last day uh, home <laughs> before school, so I had Arts them do an art project. And... Um, <laughs> I copy and pasted, copied and pasted all of the names uh, entered uh, over well over 350, and then had my daughter cut them and put them in this uh, right. bin. So Will oh, is going to draw. He's going to draw. One well, one of there's just one. Okay. There's just one winner, and um, Will's going to draw. They're, they're, I'm making the noise of the paper just uh, for. There, social I can proof. confirm there is actual. Paper. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm officiating. Okay, so okay. Okay, I so see. Yeah, Will get, is drawing. Okay, Will is, is definitely stress. not looking at names. Okay, here he is go. definitely yeah. not about drawing names. So the winner. The winner is <clears throat> Tyler Dogden. Can you read it? It's probably small. Thomas Tubervile? What's that? Oh, I'm sorry. Tommy Tubervile? No, that's sorry. That's, 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 sorry. that's not right. <laughs> He's going to save Alabama. Um, okay. Uh, oh, this is a good one. So the, the, here's the winner who follows us is a happily married Navy veteran and go dogs oh, always, good. Craig McHenry. Congratulations. Awesome. What's his to uh, at Craig McHenry 2. Oh, good. I, I hope, by the way, that this Craig McHenry 2 will find the original Craig McHenry and destroy him. Craig, Craig so, McHenry 1 so, yeah, is so, what his and, term and destroy him. But congratulations, Craig, Craig McHenry, McHenry, a happily married Navy veteran and go dogs always. This guy seems like my kind of dude. Uh, congratulations. You should that, throw that in the yard so we forget. Yeah, so, so Craig, uh, <laughs> send me a message or I'll reach out to you. Do we need to do a backup in case we don't hear from Craig? Nah. He sounds... He <laughs> He's sounds a stand-up guy. Craig he is the backup to Tumas Tuberville. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, and so what I'm going to do is, uh, since there was such a reaction to this, I'm going to print 34 of these images. Nice. It's going to be a limited edition... 34 edition. I'm going to do it 11 by 14. I've already got a local uh, photo uh, lab that's going to do it. And uh, I'm going to pre-sale 17 of them. So half of them are going to be up when you hear this podcast now. Uh, They will be cheaper than the other 17 when they go live. So, yes, if you want to go to juavifilms.com slash shop, you can do one of the – hopefully you'll get one of the 17 pre-sales of this 11 by 14 uh, picture that I took. And hopefully we'll have some more photos that uh, will be going around as well. So thank you for your time on that. That concludes the podcast for today. And no, I'm just kidding. Um, So yeah, now we're going to get into, yeah, I was excited about this. I was looking at bowl games and I was, I found a, a, basically their bowl projections and that piqued my interest. And I will tell you what Georgia is projected already. It'll be a little disappointing. Um, but as I was scrolling through, there were some bowl games. I'm like, they're wrong, what? by the way. Oh, yeah. I was like, what is what is this bowl game? And so finally what I did was <laughs> I saw so many. I wrote, started writing down the ones I, I thought were fake. And then I divided it into three fivesomes, I guess you could say. And so one of them is incorrect and okay. the other four right, are gotcha. correct. So I'm going to read them off in random order. Kay. And you tell me the incorrect bowl game. <laughs> okay, I like this. I like <laughs> this. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, pod one, since we like pods these days. Mm. Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. And it's basically the sponsor or the bowl. Because uh, we know there is an Independence Bowl. Yes. Correct. Right. But it, maybe it's a made-up yes. sponsor. Right. Cricket Celebration Bowl. <laughs> okay. Flex Tape Bay Area Bowl. 
Roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Which one is the incorrect bowl game? All right, okay. Jimmy Kimmel's the, the right one. Correct. Um, pretty sure the Independence Bowl is the Radiance.com or whatever it is. So there's Cricket Celebrations Bowl, Flex Tape Bay Area Bowl, Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, I'm go, I can go, you want to make a pick? You go ahead. I'm going to say the Flex Tape Bowl is the non-real one. <sighs> I'm going to say the Roofclaim.com one is not real. One of y'all is correct. <laughs> and the correct person is Will. Oh, Yay! wow. Flex tape. Flex tape Bay Area Bowl is something I made up. But it could. It sounds legit. Why doesn't yeah. does Flex tape have a bowl? What's up with that? Dude, those commercials will rope you in if you yeah, ever right? watch that guy in the boat. Yeah, I mean, he's got flex tape. tape. Yeah, I, got, I have yeah, a flex cuts, tape car. Yeah, it cuts it in half. That's why I buy all these wet teddy bears. Have you guys seen the wet teddy bears? Come God, it's awful. I love that crazy. commercial. I love God, surreal covers. That just I, oh. I, I love surreal. No, no, not hot like dog. That. Wet yeah. teddy bear. Oh, like, well, sure. It's Someone great. decided that would be a incessant Somebody national throw. campaign. Oh. I appreciate that. Oh. I appreciate that kind of incentive. Right, you ready for your, your next yes. five? Yes. yes. All right. Will's winning one nothing. The Union Home Mortgage Bowl. Okay. Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Cameo App Connecticut Bowl, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Okay. Tony, take your pick and I'll go. Give me the list again. Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, Union Home Mortgage Bowl, Cameo App Connecticut Bowl, Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl, or the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Cameo App Connecticut Bowl. I am also saying the Cameo App Connecticut Bowl. That is correct. All right. Because it is incorrect. (laughs) All right. The last group. The Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, the Matador <laughs> Beef Jerky Bowl, the Offered Arizona Bowl, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, or the Fenway Bowl. Hmm, this is a tougher one. This is Read a tough again, one. One more time. The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, the Matador Beef Jerky Bowl. Offered Arizona Bowl or the Fenway Bowl? I'm going to say the Offered Arizona Bowl. I'm going to say the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Y'all are both wrong. Ah, there is a Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. That's the new spot. That's weird. Like, just call it the Frosted Flakes Bowl. <laughs> right? Uh, the Matador Beef Jerky is fake. Oh, okay. That's the one I kind of assumed thought, was correct. I thought that awful website was sponsoring the Arizona Bowl. Offered Arizona Bowl. Is that like, is that, is that? It's Barstool. Yeah. Is I it didn't want to say it in front of you, yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm aware the Barstool exists and sucks, so it's okay, I can handle it. Fenway Bowl, that's a, I guess they're going to. Yeah. yeah, they're going to play a ball game. What, what, is, what is offered? I couldn't tell you. Is it, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I thought Barstool sponsored the Arizona Bowl. I guess Fenway, maybe they'll play it on an 80-yard uh, football field, because like, I can't like, imagine they can fit a like football Like Notre Dame, uh, Northwestern versus Illinois. Yeah, yeah. Which, they had to do the, the, the end zones one direction. Yeah. Because they, they were running the brick wall otherwise. Uh, and then finally, oh, the projection from this website for Georgia was... Uh, Wait, what's the website? College Football News. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sugar Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Versus yeah. Iowa State. Yeah. Okay. I've That's seen great. that in a couple of spots. Uh, the sexy. playoff. Can you guess the playoff that they projected? What? I mean, this is... Can you guess Al- the four teams? Please Al- do Alabama, it. Alabama, Oklahoma, uh, Clemson, and Ohio State. Yeah. There you go. I mean, so they have Georgia losing to Alabama again yeah, yeah. in the SEC. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
So they have Georgia losing. They were really went out on a limb. Yeah, they went on a limb on those, those projections. Yeah, they, you have to have them losing to both those yeah. teams, right? It's, a, it's the, the site that Pete Futek writes for, I think. Yeah, Futek, yeah. Futek. So, yeah, I've, I've been reading that for years. No, I mean, I think, yeah. That's all right, so we're in uh, the 30s on, um, not us, we're in our 40s. Not Tony. He's yeah. Not all of us. Um, but we're in the 30s in the countdown to how many days are when left. When we started this, college. we were. That's true, that's true. I kind of grabbed a, a media guide, which pour one out. They don't provide those anymore, um, or at least a. Uh, if you're real, copy. you get one. But so yeah, we got numbers thirty through thirty nine, and it's tough because there's some numbers there that just doesn't ring a bell when you're thinking about like yeah, famous who, Georgia who would numbers. have them. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you want to try to throw any out there. Of course, um, Herschel. There was another person listed for thirty four, but it was so long Why? before I didn't even. Yeah. Somebody with the last name Banks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so we'll skip 34 because it's Herschel yeah. um, and no one after. Let's, let's not do all 39. Um, and by the way, you can thank me for that, guys. 30 uh, to 39. He's doing 30 to 39. We're doing 30 to 39. 30 to 39. I thought you said 1 to 39. No. Because <laughs> it's countdown. And, and, and because Robert, the Robert, Robert, Robert just rolled his eyes. He yeah, just he just, turned, he yeah, just turned, turned it off. It off. No, yeah. it's, just, it's just 10 numbers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to be obviously terrible at this. So. Well, I'm not going to be great. I'm not good at this with, like, the Cardinals. So I'm going to be bad at this with with, with Speaking of, Let me go losing. ahead and give you the ones that nobody's going to guess. Number 39, they listed Mike Castron. Castro Nevis. Castro, I think so. Uh, he played from 43 to 45. He was an all-SEC lineman and coach with uh, Vince Dooley. Okay. Uh, another one would be number 36. Uh, I came up with Michael Greer and Brandon Sutherland. But they had uh, Bob McCorder, which if you think McCorder Hall uh-huh. uh, is named after him. He was Georgia's first All-American, 1910 to 1913. Number 31, they didn't give this number, but I, or they didn't give this player, these two players, but I wrote down more recent players. Chris Connolly was number 31. What? Yeah, he was. Tyson Browning, scatback, was number 31. Yeah. They had 1980 player, free safety, or a safety Backed up uh, Terry Hogue. I remember, uh, um, maybe it was 81. I remember a famous um, Larry Munson call. Was call it Sanchez? Jeff Sanchez. Yeah. Uh, 32, running back after uh, Herschel. Uh, uh, played for the Buccaneers uh, for a while. Lars Tate? I had a class with him, yes. Okay. After he came back, so I wasn't there yeah. when he was there. But yeah, Lars Tate was 32. 33, obviously. There's a couple that's famous. There's an NFL Hall of Famer that was a Number 33. Terrell Davis. Terrell yeah, Davis. Davis. Yeah. Uh, right. Then you had Odell Thurman. Odell. Yeah. And one of my friends, Brandon Talbert, who oh, coaches okay. now at Prince yeah. Avenue. He, yeah. uh, he coaches baseball or he coaches football over there. He coached my son in baseball. Um, 35. Veron Haynes. Veron Haynes, of course. 37. Think about a linebacker about 10 years ago. Oh. Um, Played for the Steelers. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Middle linebacker. I'm be so mad when you tell me. Go ahead. Kendrell Bell. Bell, yes. And then, picture him uh, wrecking shop against LSU. And then think about uh, think about a toss sweep, I think 1984, against Florida. Oh, uh, On the two-yard line for number 38. Not Rodney Played Hampton. Played for the Giants. Yeah, no, Rodney Hampton. No, played for the Steelers. Not Hampton. Uh, no, Hampton was 27th. Played for Steelers? All I can think of is Haynes now. Tim Worley. Oh, Tim Worley, yeah. yeah. So he was number 38. Yeah. Who was 39? 39, Kestronis. Kestronis. 
Kestranevis. I think you're adding a couple of syllables, but that's Kestranus. fine. Okay. Yeah, Kestranus. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got on the, the fun stuff. No jerseys? Oh, crap. I do have jerseys. Guys, that's how long it's been since we podcasted. I yeah, brought up rusty. jerseys. We're rusty. I brought up jerseys. This won't take long. It's going to be nice to get back in the actual rhythm. And by not long, we mean 70 minutes. Oh, and then I've got rule changes, too. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, there's one big rule change that's gonna, the, All right. that people are, do not realize is happening. I've got three right here rule changes. Okay. Uh, no undergarment. A t-shirt or you know, t-shirt is allowed to extend below the waist. This is okay. It's not a safety issue, they say. It's an image issue because it looks sloppy. So it's not a name or likeness issue. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then uh, there's uh, no faking injuries. Uh, they're going to be. Isn't they're going to allow. Rule? Yeah. Where no, were you? They're that's, not gonna, that's an anti Notre Dame rule. The thing. They're not. They're not going to enforce it in in time. They're going to allow you to send videos to Steve Shaw to review. To see if they faked injuries. Yeah, that doesn't fix things. And then probably the one that Will's talking about is overtime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. We're going to two point conversions after one, right? Yeah. So the first is it after overtime, one or after two? The first overtime is regular. Right? Yeah. Second overtime, uh, you do a touchdown and two point. Third overtime, yeah. two point conversion only. I don't understand the point of this. Like I don't understand. It's TV. What it's, TV. To it's TV. It's TV. They're so trying to games going so Yeah, they're, they're trying to they're trying to maintain within you, the you TV. You call this the Ole Miss Arkansas rule. Because they, like, <laughs> that yeah, was the most amazing. Was awesome. It was the most amazing thing. <laughs> right. I, look, I my point on this is like I, I get it. I really do get it. But college football is contained. It's this is not like Sunday where you have specific blocks of time where you have TV product you gotta get out. Who cares if old Ole Miss Arkansas? Oh, what game? The Texas A&M Arkansas. What's well, always Arkansas? <laughs> Texas A&M Arkansas. No, Texas A&M LSU. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whatever game it was, we, last year was it last year? No, no, two years, ago. two years ago. Two years ago, we went to our game that kicked off at the same time, and we saw the last yeah. five overtimes of that game. I, I don't. I, I'm with you, Will. I don't yeah. get it. I don't get it. You're trying to. You're. You have a hammer, so you're trying to find a nail. And I understand. I get it. They're trying to like, but I mean. This is a problem that college football has in general that the NFL doesn't. Like college football games go long. Yeah, just they go. You just want, go you want, back to ties if that's what you're going to. Yeah, do. if you want, you want to fix this problem, like fix your replay issues. Right. Like that's what's making these games or go the, so long. The TV timeouts. Yeah. Well, they're never they're never going to get rid of those. But uh, that's where the money is. Yeah. It's yeah. Ugh, okay. Yeah. So I'll move along to uh, uniform talk. I've got a few that I wrote down that I did some research. I actually have visuals. Sorry for y'all listening. It's not for y'all, but it's for Tony Will to react. <laughs> Um, so East Carolina University, the Pirates playing up. Uh, where do they play? Greenville, North Carolina, Greensboro, something Greens, like that. The yeah. Pirates, the Pirates. Where do they play? Greenville, Greenville, North Carolina. Right. Definitely not South. All right. Uh, it's the first time in twenty years that the Pirates have worn have worn gold numbers. There's lettering on purple tops. Think Vikings color rush is what they're doing. Mm. Um, as for me. I hate the font that they're using. I'm going to show you in a second. But I love the Jolly Rogers helmet that they've stuck with. Um, you know, the pirate ship mm-hmm. or the, the Buccaneer. It's kind of East what, Carolina. It's kind of what I wish what I wish the Buccaneers would go back to their creamsicles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of that uh, pirate with the knife. And, and the but, center hiking the ball. Right. No, that's the Patriots. That's the Patriots. That's the Patriots, yeah. <laughs> that was, that's a great one, too. Yeah. Uh, so here's what – here's the – it's hard to tell. I just took a yeah. screenshot. It's, I mean, it's East Carolina. The, the, the number font's garbage, but it's fine. They went to Adidas this year and changed it up. All right, so then we're going to uh, Boston College, which to me – Boston College looks the same always, and they still look the same. Um, 
It's the no, same. they they did a weird font for a few years. They have done weird fonts, um, but they're they're basically going with a throwback eagle logo on the front of the jersey, which I'm completely fine oh, with. Oh yeah, that's fine. That looks good. Classic. Um, Don't they play Missouri this year? Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's they kind of do. I think Missouri plays there. Yeah, I think you're right. And you know how uh, they've always done the red bandana game in honor of the guy yeah, from nine eleven. Nine eleven guy. Well, yeah. the. They're going with Adidas now, and Under Armour owns it and has given them a hard time, but Adidas is going to find a way to still make that uniform, yeah. which I think is kind of... Isn't Under Armour kind of fading a little bit? I think so. I think they're holding on to what yeah, they can. Uh, all right, so Wisconsin. This is a problem. Badges. Um, By the way, that's on my list of... I got. I have to talk about... Yeah, go ahead. That's no. on my list. Yeah, they play at Boston College. Missouri does. That's on, that's on my list of... of Places uh, you don't go? I want to go. Oh, oh! Yeah. I thought you meant like when I did a couple weeks ago yeah. about places you don't go play a, an away game. Uh, no, you shouldn't go play away game. But I definitely wanted to go to Madison the game at Camp Randall. Madison if Georgia rules. plays, if Georgia plays Wisconsin, oh, talk- yeah, that ticket that that is not. Madison a to is me. one of the great. I will sell cities. a kidney to go to that game. Oh my gosh, Madison's the So best. speaking of Madison, uh, Wisconsin's going to have an alternate uniform versus Notre Dame on no. September twenty fifth in Chicago. It's because of that Shamrock series. I would expect Notre Dame to pull out something awful. Um, so they're going to have the word forward. Uh, are they playing a regular? Where are they playing? Soldier Field or regular? Soldier. Soldier. Soldier Field. They're going to have the word forward placed within the W on their helmet. It's oh. the forward is the state motto of Wisconsin. And they're going They're going to put Roman numerals on the back of their helmet, uh, spelling out or signifying 1912, which is when Camp Randall was uh, dedicated. So this is what their helmet's going to look like versus Notre oh, Dame. Yeah. It's really uh, bad. Yeah. It's basically someone just... Hunter, Hunter Jones would hate this. That's Georgia versus BYU bad. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's not great. So that's what they're doing. You can look forward to that on Notre Dame. Um, on the uh, on the flip side, I love what SMU is doing. They are branding themselves as the team from Dallas. It's uh, Basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to win over neutral fans bi- who live in Dallas. The Big 12? It could be, yeah. you know, maybe maybe yeah. they're trying to resurrect the Big Twelve, but they're they're going. They've done this before, but they're kind of uh, adding to some flair to it. They're going with a Dallas themed helmet, uh, but and it's the same as the white jerseys. But they're they're adding blue jerseys, and their hashtag is called Pony Up Dallas. Are they putting a dead hooker on it? <laughs> no, it looks like this. That's it's sharp, James. It's right, completely yeah, sharp. Yeah, it looks good. It's okay. Yeah. Looks great. Yeah. Looks great. So kudos to SMU or SMU is my son's calling. Uh, Mizzou. Uh, they say they have new uniforms, but don't they wear a different uniform for every game? Uh, I think they do. Um, I mean, they're not Ole Miss, but... They, they, they basically italicize their number font for this new uniform, and uh, there's no Mizzou on the front. It's just the number, and the number's bigger, and uh, that's it. That's, a, that's the same Italian, the same font they've used, but they, it's bigger. Yeah, yeah, but there's no Mizzou. Yeah, Mizzou, listed, yeah. So. And then the last one, um, this could be cool. Uh, Michigan, they've they've worn. You can't use "cool" in Michigan in the same sentence. I'm talking about the, uh, the aesthetic. Of it. Um, they've worn blue pants only once. Uh, it was years ago. But anyway, they're going to put blue pants in the mix. Expect them to basically when they wear them, they're going to look like West Virginia. Yeah. That's oh, that's not great. But Their helmets uh, are so good though that it like so, offsets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, then one last thing. I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, Georgia, some recruits have been seen wearing a red top, red pant combo, and there's been a lot of discussion. I basically put my opinion out on it that I'm fine. with. It's the same red pant they wore against Arkansas last year with that uh-huh. broad white stripe yeah, down the, the side. Stripe, yeah. I'm fine with that if it's going to happen as long as they don't 
touch the helmets and it's going to be real red but it might look best I, I put basically against someone like kentucky wearing all white yeah you have to wear a white jersey you cannot uh, yeah yeah it's, it's gonna happen probably yeah so just, just don't mess with the helmets. don't mess with the helmets. Not, yeah agreed um so that's so, it on so you're talking about michigan um and this is probably a good off-season conversation uh, I talked about I want to go to Camp Randall. Uh, Kristen's cousin is getting married next September, uh, the second week of the season. We have a home game, I think, Charleston Southern. or mm. No, we play Charleston Southern this year. Yeah. But it's uh, the second week of the season. Um, he is getting married on a Friday because he recognizes we and others will want to go to college football the next day or watch college football the next day. Just so happens, Michigan. And they're getting married in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh-huh. Michigan plays Hawaii oh, in Ann Arbor, and I've always wanted to go to the big house. So oh, yeah. it's altogether possible I get to go to watch Michigan play Hawaii next year. That'd be fun. I, and, and while I'm missing a Georgia home game, it's not mine. would not be my first choice. I was told I'm going to the wedding, so I might as well make uh, chicken salad out of something. <laughs> so uh, that's well, that's in the offing. You talking about Michigan's uniforms looking like uh, – the Splenda Bowl, uh, West Virginia, which is a little trigger for me, mm-hmm. but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's great to be back on a weekly schedule. Oh, my God, guys. Next, next week. week. So, so next, next week. week we are doing – so here's the schedule. I'm moving forward. We're doing so, yeah, you, you, by the way, you should clear your schedule because we got three and a half hours each week. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, uh, it's, yeah, I, 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 it's fine for me. I'm you will only leave. hear one hour. No, I'm, yeah, leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking and leaving. So. Uh, but next week is our preview, our national preview. Well, a national preview. The week after that is our SEC preview. We're going to go through every team, which is I already get excited, and I also get excited for the SEC preview that we infamously lost. It never uh, happened. Like, it never uh, happened. Six years I forgot ago. to hit record or save. And, uh, it was a long time ago. Was, was that lo- when we recorded at your house? That was when we recorded yep, at my was. house. Yeah, then we had somewhere. to do it well, over a few at times. your dad's at my my dad's old condo. condo. Yes, yes. Um, oh god, I forgot all about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now they're in Winterville and doing great out there. And uh and then the week after that we will do our full Georgia team preview. Oh and then we will preview a Georgia. We gotta talk about an actual game, guys. An actual game. That is sooner than anyone thinks. So that's four weeks off, which is all the finger Cade Mason's dad has on one hand. <laughs> uh, it's good to be back, to say the very <laughs> least. Uh gentlemen, uh good luck with your uh, and my rugrats at school. Can't uh, wait. I'm so happy they're all the house. Oh, there's, there's, it's it's weird. I was I was talking to Alex about this, about how uh, it feels like the summer went by like really quickly, except that like the last two days before mm-hmm. they've gone back to school have felt like they've had forty seven hours in each of them, which is a sign that it's time for them to go it's back time. to school. Yeah. So um, well, you say rugrats. I have a driver, a six two man child, right. and <laughs> uh, I have an eighth grader who is like already like. Yeah, I'm going to John Hopkins, and you can't stop me. <laughs> so, oh, like, that's great. I was like, it's okay. I'll just, I like ramen noodles. It's fine. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, gents. Uh, we'll be back next week to to our big national preview. Uh, welcome back, uh, America. It's uh, it's time for college football season to begin. Go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with our National College Football Preview Show, which will then be followed the week after by our SEC preview and then our Georgia preview. So there's a ton of football talk to be excited about. If you have any questions, comments, or anything else, feel free to follow our show on Twitter. It's at WSLS Podcast. Go ahead and buy a print. You can pre-order a print. There's 17 of them. And also buy Will's novel, How Lucky. 
It's uh, been recently voted by Amazon editors as one of the best books of 2021 so far. That's a pretty cool honor, and I've seen Stephen King tweeting about it as well. So links to both the photo print and Will's book are in the show notes of this episode. We'll see you on campus very soon, and as always, go dogs.